minus three is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. You get great odds and markets for Major League Baseball, the NFL. Oh, it's time to start doing those win total bets. The PGA Tour and oh so much more. Great new and existing user promos for you that make FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because it's easy to use and it's safe and secure and you get your winnings delivered in as quick as two hours. And of course, if there's a game being played, you can get a same game parlay on it. You combine multiple bets from the same game and you can discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in. And as far as that goes, if you're new, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started. Just make sure you sign up with the promo code minus three. It's the word minus the number three. So they know we sent you. Let's get this one going. Minus three. With Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, sports fans, and welcome to our extended Independence Week. Like I said the other day, we're not just celebrating by the day, we're celebrating the whole week, but we're still applying ourselves like our framers of the Constitution. I don't know who works hard, whoever works hard. That's what we're doing here at the Extra Points Network, churning out great content for you. Upcoming, Michael Fabiano, once again, the Fantasy Football Hall of Famer, giving you some counsel as your draft approaches. Oh, it's coming around quicker than you think. You better learn up and be ready to be smart when you sit down for that draft. And also, Kevin Hench, wise in the ways of sports and the most important game of them all, the game of life. And of course, go and consume all the great content this week on the Extra Points Network, including the Extra Points Show. Cousin Sal organized Megan and Marty and me, and we talked about important summer-based conversation. You want to get in on that. Um, polls were out last week. We weighed in with our own votes on important subject matter like best flavor of popsicle or ice cream truck, um, that kind of stuff. You know, like I say, the stuff that uh, makes the world go round. So go check that out. But right now, let's get to the Hall of Famer, Fabiano, with some more talk about the players you want and, just as importantly, don't want on your fantasy roster come NFL 2022. Take it away, Dave and Fabiano. All right, NFC East, Zeke Elliott, everybody talks about it. Tony Pollard should probably get equal to touches, if not more, at this point in Zeke's career. How say you there as we dive into the East? See, I, I don't agree with that. Zeke, and I love Pollard. And I feel like Zeke is going to be a bargain in drafts. He's going in the third round uh, earlier in the offseason. He was going in the fourth round. I'm like, dude, I get it. Second half of the year, his numbers were not that great. He was dealing with a PCL injury. This is a guy who's never finished outside of the top 10 in a full season. The only season that he finished outside of the top 10 was when he got suspended six games and he was 12th and he missed six games. Like he was unbelievable. And I understand he's had a lot of work. And listen, I'm not going to come out and say like, yeah, I have, I, I know Cowboys players who are telling me that he's in the best shape of his life because that is the time of year we're in right now. It's the, he's in the best shape of his life uh, period here uh, as we get into the summer months. I think they can utilize Pollard as a receiver. They've been talked that they, maybe they're going to utilize him in the slot, right? Right now, the Cowboys wide receiver core is a bit thin, uh, you know, behind CD. We don't know when Gallup's going to be back. You know, they, they drafted uh, Tolbert. You got James Washington, who you're familiar with, with his time in Pittsburgh. But Dalton Schultz may hold out. I don't know, but I think there's other ways to utilize Pollard. Now, will will the will the the total carries sort of the gap close a little bit? I mean, maybe. But if Zeke's healthy, they'd pay this guy a lot of money, you know. And how many more good years are you going to get from him, Dave? Maybe one more. 
maybe one and a half. I don't know. But in the first half of the year before he got hurt, he was a top five running back in fantasy. And maybe I'm being a Cowboys wise. It also depends no, I, on how I, the, I, it, it also I get it. I get, but line does. So it just goes back line, to what I said earlier yeah. about, you know, it's the workload with Zeke. Obviously, he was special um, yeah. for a long time. I just don't know that he still presents as being that. And I don't know as far as the division race goes in actual football terms. This is a hard division to make sense of, as it generally feels like it. What about Saquon? What about Spaghetti's guy there? What about what? I mean, I can't believe commies i'm gonna have to get used to this i can't believe that the team in our nation's capital willfully chose to become the comedies commies that's the least of their problems um and then what you figure the the eagles are gonna try and do there boy a tough division to call when you think it's really somehow i don't know what it is about the nfc east where it always really does feel like boy i don't know who's gonna finish first and who's gonna finish last in that division but talk running backs so for saquon i have him ranked ahead of zeke but they're like back to back. Right. Uh, so Saquon, we're, we're still like hearkening back to that rookie year where he went bananas. And ever since then, it's kind of been, you know, downhill statistically his yards per carry average, you know, is, is not been great lately. And he keeps getting hurt. Now, last year was kind of a fluke injury. Like, you know, spaghetti will tell you, he, you know, he, he turned his ankle um, on somebody's foot. It wasn't like, you know, the year before or whatever, we're in Chicago, he tore up his knee. So, so you, you worry about that. Uh, you know, about his durability, certainly, because he hasn't, you know, played, uh, you know, a full season in a while. But may, people think Brian Dayball could be the savior and and kind of get him out of that funk. You know, time will tell. Uh, he's got to be able to stay healthy. I don't think he's an RB1 in fantasy. I think he's more of an RB2. He's a risk-reward RB2 at that. But if you, if you can get 16 games out of him, you're probably going to get a top 15 running back in return. You just got to worry about the, you know, the totals in the Giants offensive line has got some issues as well. So, well, I think the offensive line actually will be better for the Giants. It should be better, year. but it was and, awful last year. Awful. Yeah, but Dable, you know, the all the optimism around Dable is what he's going to do for dimes. And you look mm-hmm. at the most recent stop, and you don't you don't swoon over the running back production. But they um, didn't have they didn't have like no, I know, you know I, I, really good that's running. That's what backs, I was like going to say. One. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I'm I'm almost whispering this because I don't want too many people to hear it. I think there's great value in Saquon this year. As down as I've been on him because he hasn't been healthy and he's been on a bad team and that equals, um, you know, hoping for too much, fingers crossed. I think at this point in that division, he has a chance to get off there. And it's not a small thing. It's not me being cynical. It also um, is a big year for him and his football future and how much bank he's going to make, whether it's with the Giants or beyond. So he's personally incented to get off more than he has been in the last couple of years. I think he's in. I think he's in store for a really good year. Watch that. You watch him. Right. He'll, people are going to undervalue him because that's what people think is a injury prone. He hasn't been right in years now. I think there's great value in 26 this year. Uh, moving on to uh, the the third best back, but that would be well, actually, you know, Antonio Gibson, who was the RB10 last year, and people forget that his yards or his uh, his points per game was not in the top 10. I think it was maybe 15th or 16th. He was up and down. Like he would either have a really big game or not so much. And what Washington did in the offseason is not going to endear people in the fantasy world to Gibson. Because when when McKissick signed with the Bills, we were like, ooh, now Gibson's got a shot to be maybe closer to a featured back. And then McKissick said, eh, I'm going back to Washington. 
Uh, don't know why he would make that decision. Why would you rather play for the commanders than the bills and maybe win a Super Bowl? Uh, I, I don't know, but, uh, James Cook was very happy that McKissick made that decision apparently. So, um, when you look at the backfield and they bring in Brian Robinson and then you hear Rivera talk about the Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams split while he was the coach in Carolina, you're like, geez, Louise. So I, I've dropped Gibson down. He, he's, he's more of a low end RB two. Um, but it's crazy that he was the RB10 last year because people I know are, we, are so we do, down on I him. do the same thing. Like, well, Rivera does it a certain way. This is the way he's always done it. He's a defensive coach. And mm-hmm. so it's weird to try. But I do also ultimately agree with you in this spot specifically. Rivera's yep. body of work indicates that there is not going to be a one and only running back. The thing I like about that commies team is that, uh, I, I mean, I think they're undervalued in general. I think they're better than people are thinking. I think people are raw about the expectations they put on Washington a year ago. And usually when too many people get too high on a team that is kind of ultimately unknown, they're actually a year away. Carson Wentz, bad decision. Sam Howell, great decision. I do think Sam Howell is a nice guy to stash. Oh, obviously your number one QB, but among the rookie QBs, obviously I hope Kenny Pickett works out obviously, but I think Howell has a chance. We talked with our pal Coley Mick, um, here on the show a few weeks ago about him. I do think he is a guy who has a chance to get in there sooner rather than later if Wentz Wences it up in September that they'll give the rookie a chance and he might really thrive in that particular offense. I really like keep an eye on him. Continue with your thoughts. Uh, and then, you know, Miles Sanders comes in fourth. People, including myself, thought that he was going to be a better back than he's been. You know, people talk about how he didn't have a chance in college. And then when Saquon left to go to the pros, he was really good. But, he, you know, he's had injuries. They they brought back Boston Scott. So I I don't know that Sanders is going to be drafted as more than a flex because we're kind of over – uh, him potentially being a significant fantasy contributor. I just like it's the it's the eternal debate in your brain with guys that are coming off injuries and if they've been hurt more than once, are they injury prone or are they doing a job where people that are bigger than most other people are running into you on purpose? It's a you know it's a, you know Miles Sanders. If you spin it in your brain in the right way, you could say like, well. He, He's in store for a huge year. Obviously, he's got the talent. You see when he's right, what he's capable of producing. The problem is he just hasn't been right. All right. Yep. A, uh, NFC North. Let's get to that one. I don't know what to think about what the Buccaneers. Yeah, there's some good exact- backs. There's some good backs in this division. There's some, but I, I want to get your thoughts on on uh, Dalvin Cook and, and Alexander Madison going to single digit numbers. Dalvin Cook is going to wear four this year and Madison is going to wear two. Now, Cook is going to be the number one back in that division. And then it's going to be on DeAndre Swift. After that, it'll be Aaron Jones, David Montgomery. Then you got to put AJ Dillon in the mix there as well. But uh, what do you think about running backs wearing single digits? I got to be honest with you. I kind of dig it. I don't mind it at all. I love it. I don't mind it. it. No, it looks great. As I said, you know, the best one for a running back too, sort of like a quarterback is seven. It looks cool. It's like you're being, if you're a running back and you're attacking the defense, it's like you're an, it's like you're an arrow shooting right through the defense. I think it's, (laughs) I think, I think it's a great move. 
Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook is, yes, dependably great when he's healthy. Um, the guy who I'm waiting for his emergence, and it's it's funny because I was looking at his numbers the other day, is A.J. Dillon. I get the, the need to split him up, and Aaron Jones is obviously no slouch, but the guy who, if you're a frustrated Packers fan and, you know, once again – deep playoff run i mean not uh, deep uh, you know dynamite regular season with a with another another mvp season but then things fall apart i think aj Dillon's the answer and it's not a coincidence that in, in that frigid night up in lambo when the niners beat them that aj Dillon wasn't wasn't right there i think Dillon is the difference maker you want to salt games away yeah it's fine for aaron Rodgers to do superhuman stuff for the majority of the regular season but as you see in january in december and january if you can finish a game with a guy like aj Dillon, what an advantage that is i think mm-hmm. aj Dillon's real emergence happens this year i really like him yeah I mean, his ceiling, his ceiling is not what we'd like it to be because Aaron Jones is going to get touches, but Aaron Jones has never been, Aaron Jones has never been a guy who's averaged, you know, high, uh, rushing attempts per game. Like he's, he'll get 14, 15 carries a game. He can also get you in the passing game and with, with no Devontae Adams and, you know, who's their number two wide receiver right now? Like, I mean, is it Sammy Watkins or, you know, is it Christian Watson a rookie? Like, you know, we're, we're not really sure what's going on there. You know, you could see Jones getting more burn uh, as a, as a, a receiver out of the backfield. So I think they both have value. I'd still rather have Aaron Jones at this point, but I think you're right on Dylan. He's going to play a bigger role this season. Yeah, I'm not as worried when you talk about the receivers with uh, with the Packers. I know that the last few years have been all about Devontae Adams, but up until Devontae Adams, the greatness of Aaron Rodgers was made clear by his ability to make stars out of Ham and Agers. No offense to James Jones or otherwise, but all the Jordy Nelson stuff and Greg Jennings and Donald Driver, who succeeded also with Brett uh, with Brett Favre before Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see Rodgers flip a switch and not focus in on a unstoppable number one wide receiver and then instead distribute the ball all over the field and succeed in that way too um next division so now to the nfc south and now let's talk about the buccaneers what they're going to do and beyond right so mccaffrey is clearly the number one is he yeah he hasn't played since what i know you know 15 or whatever it is 10 games in the last two years sheesh i look at i look at his movement in terms of his average draft position on uh, National Fantasy Football Championships websites, which is where all the high stakes, uh, all the great players, are, you know, play. He's he's going like two and three now, right? I mean, like people are that they're they're hedging their bets, I guess, hoping that he stays healthy. Uh, I talked to Marshall Falk at Super Bowl. I've had on my show, and McCaffrey is has talked to Marshall about, hey man, how did you stay healthy? What did you do? You know, and McCaffrey, you know, he got all yoked. He looks like Captain America. Um, I don't know if that helped him or hurt him, but he's been hurt the last couple of years, but he's still the number one guy in that division. Uh, and now I don't know who two is, right? I mean, uh, automatically you think hey, it's Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara might get banned for six games. And that, you know, that's the report. So if Kamara gets, gets six games, he's certainly not the number two back in that division. And he's not a top 50 pick in that case. Uh, and but, for with, now, but with, but with, I, I listen, the, the diminished saints offensive line still, probably allows Alvin Kamara to get off even with Jameis in there now in year two and then I I think Jameis is a decent value and all of that Mm -hmm. um but I think you'll so two things to to make lemonade out of uh, the six game potential suspension of Kamara and make uh, out of those lemons I think one 
Number 41 is going to have obviously significantly diminished value at the draft or auction or however you do your thing, but I think you can get him and then he'll be a real force when he returns. But you also have to get his handcuff for those first six weeks. Who is it? Mark Ingram. They don't have much behind him. It's like Devin Ozigbo. You know, they, they don't have much behind him unless they sign somebody, which is Ooh. quite possible if, you know, once the, the decision comes down. But I, I would I would I would uh, push back a little bit on Camara. Last year, his yards per carry average was not good. First year, he didn't have 90 plus targets. First year, he didn't have 80 plus catches. Oh, and by the way, it was the first year he didn't have Drew Brees. Uh, he averaged 18 points a game, though, which is very good. Right. And he was very good when Jameis played. When you look at the numbers, he was very good. In fact, Jameis, one of the things I was worried about about Jameis coming in is that, well, he didn't throw to the ball to his backs in Tampa Bay. Well, I mean, who did he have? Like Charles Sims and, you know, Jock was Rogers. Uh, so he did throw the ball to, to, to Kamara out of the backfield, uh, you know, more than we maybe thought. But the Saints, we assume we'll have Michael Thomas back. They drafted Chris Olave. They signed Jarvis Landry. And... Is, is that going to keep Camara from bouncing back and being the guy like unless uh, Camara needs to do uh, one of two things, right? He gets that target total back, the reception total back up into the seventies or the eighties, which I don't think is going to happen, especially if he's suspended six games, but he also mm-hmm. needs to score more touchdowns, right? In his two best seasons, he went bananas. He had that 20 touchdown season that in that two years ago when he had what six against the Vikings on Christmas. And then a couple of years before that, he had, I think 18, and then the totals went back down. So, you know, we need that from Camara. And now the Saints, you could argue, Dave, have more talent on the offensive side than they had for Breeze, you know, in his last few years. Like, he had Michael Thomas and Camara, but after that, who did he have? Right? Traquan right. no, Smith? I, Ted Ginn? I mean, like, you know, there there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot there. So, I, I, I like Camara. I've got him right now. As, as a low one or a high two, expecting a decision to come soon about him being suspended. And once that suspension is is, is levied, he's probably going to end up dropping into the flex starter uh, range and, turn, and, and not, not a top 50 pick. You know, what's funny is, uh, you know, you think about, well, maybe they're set up for, you know, the gambler, Jameis Winston, who can push it downfield and, and, and going with a vertical kind of uh, passing game and some some name brand wide receivers and everything else. And boy, that's not good for uh, a running back in that offense. But the Kansas City Chiefs are the anomaly that CEH because of injury and otherwise ne- and whoever else they brought in, Levy and Bell and, and so on, never really got off but that like i say is the exception that proves the rule you want the running back on a pass first high scoring offense eckler is a good example of that when teams sling it around you wind up in the red zone a ton of the time and you wind up inside the five a lot of the time and you get a lot of uh uh touchdowns uh, you know short yardage touchdowns as a result of that i think camara has value in that regard or any running back in that as a as a general rule don't steer away from running backs just because they're in a pass first offense and by the way most offenses these days are pass first so i don't know really where you're looking anyway okay let's bring it on home here Mm -hmm. nfc west West, home of the reigning champion Rams and beyond. How say you? So the the, the top back, I believe, is is uh, going to be your old pal James Conner, uh, especially with Edmonds gone. Now Daryl Williams is a guy that I'd be trying to get as a handcuff or targeting late in drafts, just in case. James Conner, I have to say, I have to say, yeah, wonderful story. 
mm-hmm. you know, it was really great, you know, given his personal trajectory and, you know, with the playing for Pittsburgh after playing for Pitt, uh, deja vu, Kenny Pickett um, and all of that. There is something now. And I know, you know, like I said uh, 10 minutes ago, injury prone or getting run into by sizable human beings. I I kind of am starting to feel like, man, he's just one of those guys. And, you know, I, I'm not, you know, not knocking the guy, obviously, because of his health history. There is something too. maybe he's diminished physically on some level. I don't you know, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. And he had a very nice season um, mm-hmm. and good for him in his first one down there in Arizona. But ultimately, the same problem uh, reared up again. He just couldn't stay healthy down there. Yep. Uh, and the 18 touchdowns is not going to happen again. You're going to see regression, right. but also true when you don't have like that locked and loaded. And I don't even know if Edmonds was a two last year. I mean, they, they split it, right? I mean, he just didn't get any red zone opportunities and uh, you know, he got hurt and missed a few games and Connor went bananas. So yeah, again, you got to get Daryl Williams because if you don't, you're, you're leaving yourself a little bit, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's the, the possibility that Connor gets hurt and uh, you know, you're, you're left holding the bag there. The, the next back would be Cam Akers in L.A., who we all expect to have a good season. He's coming off the Achilles. He made a miraculous return last year. Uh, Daryl Henderson is going to get some burn as well, but I, I think Akers will be the guy. And then after that, Elijah Mitchell. But in San Francisco, you never know, right? I mean, they've had a different guy lead them in rushing yards like every year that Shanahan's been the head coach. But Shanahan also, you know, he's so good in terms of his offensive mind that he made Carlos Hyde a top 10 running back in fantasy back in, uh, as you like to say, ot 17, would that be it? And then um, after that, Kenneth Walker, like, and I get it, like Rashad Penny's probably going to be the starter for the Seahawks, assuming Chris Carson is, I, I don't know what's going on with Carson. I don't think anybody does. I don't know if he's going to play football this year or if he's going to be limited. I have no idea, but I would project Penny to be the starter right now as, uh, you know, as, as we stand here, right Doesn't around the play weekend. Chris Carson, what he's got but, going on. Yeah. Right. Neck fusion. Yeah. But Kenneth Walker, like Penny, I get it. He was awesome in the last like six games of last year. They, he's always hurt and he's never been, he's never been what the Seahawks thought he'd be as a first round pick, which is still crazy that they drafted him. The I, but here's a, here's a little tip from Dave. Go ahead. Ken, Kenny Skywalker in Seattle. Yeah. I know yep. that's not going to be a good team, but they're going to try to settle things for the QB. Don't be surprised if the QB is Baker Mayfield by the time the thing gets going. In fact, by the time you're listening to this, Baker Mayfield may already be a member of the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Either way, that won't be as bad. I mean, you know, for all the knocks about uh, Baker Mayfield, they'll be significantly better if he's their quarterback mm-hmm. I- instead of Locke or Geno. And that should be good things for Kenny Walker. Walker, and I refer you to a specific example, James Robinson. The Jags stunk in his rookie season. No matter, it settles things down if you have a guy who's getting a ton of touches. I get the, uh, you know, the former first-round pick is still around there and Penny and everything else, but they used a, a high second on Kenny Walker for a reason. It was a second, wasn't it? It was a high yeah, second. Yeah, Walker, Walker's the guy to get in, in redrafts, yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I, in Dynasty, you know, that's, that's a no-brainer. Um, I actually drafted him in our Dynasty League together. I had the third overall pick. I drafted him, but yeah, uh, Walker's the guy to get for for the for the long term. But I do, but I do think Penny will be the starter, assuming no Chris Carson in Week One. How long he remains the starter? That's the question. 
And last thing before uh, before we punt here is you didn't give me an answer because I didn't press you for it. Leonard Fournette and who is another guy who has trouble staying on the field? Who in that Tampa offense would you back up because that's going to be an offense that scores a lot of points this year? Yeah, who's a nice guy to stash? It probably it probably be the rookie Rashad White and. But Fournette was really good. Fournette averaged over 18 yeah. points per game last year, and he's going to get a like. For I could see Fournette sneaking into the top of the the second round in, in some drafts now because, right? You don't know when Godwin's coming back. You got no Gronk, um, and the Ronald Jones is in Kansas City. So right now his backup is probably White. You got Gio Bernard who's still in the mix there as well. You know you could talk about Keyshawn Vaughn too. You know he's potentially going to be uh, he'll be battling for depth chart positioning during camp. Fournette's going to get a lot of touches, dude. And he's in a good offense with the best quarterback who's ever, you know, laced him up. So uh, Fournette, Fournette is, is on that is he's in that RB one conversation. And mm. if Kamara gets suspended for six games, he's the second best running back in that division uh, in, in fantasy football. Oh, he'll look good when he wears the cream sickle in a oh. two years. Not this oh, year. they're, they're so not glorious. I no, love we'll why get to see they Brady in the cream sick. We gotta do we'll we gotta to do that. a show, Dave. It's just all uniforms. Like oh, I, it's all you know, uniforms and helmets. We got well, we do could it. do a whole series on that. It would it would uh, let's do take, it. I'm in. It take about 15 hours to pour over all 32 uniforms. But oh, in the meantime, in. Fabs you're the best in the biz. Uh, keep it up. Muzzle tough to all the success you're having over there on Sirius and beyond. We appreciate your time uh, around the holiday here. And listen, we'll, uh, we, we got through running backs. We have much more work to do here now. That's right. so, uh, so we'll have to do that sometime, I guess, later this month or in July or, uh, or we'll figure it out. But we Let appreciate me know. It Always my pleasure. All right, there he goes. The great Michael Fabiano, everybody. Quick detour into baseball. You know, this baseball season, you can turn K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. You just sign up, place your first bet, and FanDuel is going to give you $1,000 back in free bets. If you don't win FanDuel, we tell you all the time about why it's so great, including these great promos that are available daily. Plus, it's safe and secure. You get paid fast. In other words, there's no better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sportsbook. Just download the sportsbook, the FanDuel Sportsbook app, and make sure you use that promo code MINUS3, the word MINUS3, the number three, and we'll see you in the winner's circle. And now a quick break. Let's have this these two quick hitting conversations. Extra points, um, the week of the fourth, is off. Um, and Cousin Sal, Marty Weiss, Megan Morant, and uh, the rest of the gang got together to settle some hash on summer-related subjects. Let me throw a couple at you two Real quick here, we'll start it off with the ocean. We talked about the ocean a little bit, and Ozark is a lake. Settle it for us, in your opinion. We'll start with you, Kevin Hench. Best body of water. Ocean, lake, river, swimming pool. Did I get them all? I think those are the four. Um, well, as you guys know, I, you know, I love L.A. so much. In fact, I just made this incredible spotify mix songs songs about la it's incredible there's so many mm. I, you can't believe how many incredible songs there are about LA. mark that spaghetti for a conversation later this summer i do want to hear we should do we should do like our top 20 or whatever the measure best summer songs 
I mean, the issue doors, them out on Spotify playlists. The Doors, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Jane's Addiction, like just it's such a great mix. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. when you know when you make it to the end of the end of the earth, right? So we're we're East Coasters, and we just kind of make our way. You know, you you obviously do your time in in Bloomington and Chicago, and you're making your way. And then when you get to the end of the country, right? You make it to LA, you are here and you take in that big blue, that fucking Pacific Ocean. It's like, it's so awesome. And you just look out across it. Like I get emotional. Like, I mean, first of all, that this city exists, that this oasis, this place where like I can write jokes for a living. Like it's, I can't even believe it exists. And I can't believe that people who grew up here shit on it. Like if you were from fucking anywhere else, you would know what an unbelievable oasis this town is. So when I look out at Big Blue and obviously um, I I have to think about my grandfather, uh, the first time we were fighting fascists, didn't know that we'd have to do it again in our lifetime. Um, my grandfather paying the full measure of sacrifice in that ocean, in the Pacific campaign, in his Corsair. Um, I just think there is nothing as awe-inspiring as that Pacific Ocean. Boy, he got, he went heavy there. I love the answer and I'm with you a hundred percent on the meaning of it. It's the end of the, the literal end of the continent. Well, I guess not literally because Hawaii is there. Um, but, um, yeah, I I I hear you completely on on the meaning that it possesses and to me um swingers the further away you get from it. You know, fashion trends in the moment you don't feel them and then you look back and we laugh at them. I think the one that we kind of moved past is when I first got here, people were dressing like the swingers people, like they had the big chain for their keys and they had oversized zoot suits and everything else. In retrospect, those people should be ashamed of themselves. What what did they spend a portion of their adulthood dressing like like uh, characters is uh, is absurd. Remember, people used to swing dance when, when I mean, like at the first part of the, of the 21st century, you would go to bars and like what was considered to be hip was like going swing dancing with your girl. Like no. I remember my girlfriend at the time was like, we should take swing dra- dancing lessons. And I said, absolutely not. There's not a yeah. goddamn chance in hell I'm going to go take a swing. No, yeah. Uh, big bad voodoo daddy's not on my LA mix. <laughs> well, that, that makes it a bad, yes. And by the way, another, another good reason to pick the Pacific ocean as the best body of water uh, you know, the rivers and streams of America, according to the Supreme Court, you can now just dump your porta potties into them. You just dump your porta potty into the river. Uh, sorry. That's our drinking water. Tough shit. Tough shit. No, no. Really more highlighting in the H2O, the two, you know, yeah, you can the, the number two. Um, H2O. And I'll, I'll tell you this in swingers. um, the meaning that you don't that didn't hit me in when I saw it in 1996 when it came out, but did on the other side is the Ron Livingston, the most impactful scene going forward. There are several funny scenes um, with Vince Vaughn and, and and all that, but Ron Livingston visiting the the barren apartment of John Favreau and Favreau's bummed out and like what what, what what's this all about and everything, and he counsels him like we already made it, man. Look at where we are. Look at the look outside. We've already arrived. We made it. That's the best. And that's exactly right. You got more spiritual. I'm talking about the experience. I'm talking about the practical reality of the Pacific Ocean, which is when you go into it, 
It has magical medicinal properties. And you don't just wash off the day's soils, but all of society's ill and you, uh, and you emerge born anew, ready to take on the world. That's why I go ocean. But I got to tell you, lakes are on the rise. I really like the lake experience the older I get because you don't have to deal with sand as much and all the crap with the kids and dragging the boogie boards and uh, the different meals and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't happen as much at the lake. So look out, Ocean. I appreciate the times we've had, but with the kids in tow, I might go lake well, at well, least some of the time. Bringing it full circle, um, I also made a songs of of the sea mixtape oh very, very nostalgic lately and uh both the ocean by led zeppelin and ocean by the velvet underground are on it and i i'm i'm sticking with ocean um d- despite despite some good songs of the sea uh hey um i also even though these these are lakes and the mixtape is called songs of the sea mm-hmm Edmund Fitzgerald. I mean, come on. Like, see, you want to get misty. Like, that fucking song. Like, if you listen to those lyrics, you could go weepy so fast when you you think about that crew of 29. Uh, Does anyone know where the love of God goes when the waves turn the minutes to hours? Come on, man. The Doesn't one that matter. moves me, and I, I I, came up with this idea, and I was just on with uh, Chris Long on his Great Greenlight podcast, and we were talking about this, that, and the other, but we talked last year about something that occurred to me, that there, just as there are system quarterbacks, which is to say you can't just drop any quarterback who's capable of success, you can't just put every guy who fits that description onto any roster in any moment, and they'll thrive. There are system quarterbacks, and there are system bands. And I've never, you know... Pittsburgh, Chicago, all stops in between. I never got uh, the Eagles uh, body of work, but you get on PCH, driving south at sunset, and put on Take It to the Limit and not be moved by that, and I will decree you to be something other than human. That's the best. I I love it so much. It's spiritual, and now I've gotten my kids into it, and we were at the beach a couple weeks ago, and we were driving down PCH, and Oprah said, Got to put put on, take it to the limit. And we did, and we all swooned, and it was magic. And I, the Eagles would be meaningless to me otherwise. But when you started, talking about, system, you started talking about system quarterbacks and then not really getting the Eagles, I thought you were going to talk about it, you know, Jalen Hurts' contract. I'm like, I don't really get what the <laughs> I Eagles. I don't get the Eagles. I know. I do not get, I get the it. Eagles. But I, I had a, a, a quarterback music-related thought uh, walking around the neighborhood listening to to uh, Gordon Lightfoot, and, and I thought to myself – um, Deshaun Watson is the most ill-fated trip to Cleveland since the Edmund Fitzgerald. This is this is the only trip to Cleveland that's going to end worse was the Edmund Fitzgerald because that's where they're headed. Well, that, let, let's not uh, let's not be overly optimistic about where this whole Watson thing's heading. Let's uh, see what it does to the reputations and uh, involvement in pro football that this has for the Haslam's and for Andrew Barry and beyond. There, hey, by the way, Browns fans, settle down. You don't have to do this. This is the Haslam's concern. You don't have to weigh in and try and and offer your support for for this terrible, terrible decision. Spaghetti, favorite body of water. 
Well, the, I, I've been in the Atlantic Ocean the most out of any um, ocean. I've been in the Pacific Ocean here. You can go ocean oceans here. in general. You, can, yeah. you don't have to, do, you don't have to well, distinguish between the oceans. I enjoy my, my pool, my house in Staten Island a lot, but I, I will say being in the, the, the warm Pacific Ocean, which is unheard of, obviously, if you live in California, but the warm Pacific Ocean while I was in Hawaii was really uh, life-changing, and that edges out True. my pool. You can't really beat that. So that, to me, was something, because you always just assume Pacific Ocean, very cold, and, you know, wetsuit, you have to just get used to it. I cannot. I hate cold water miserably but being in like almost 80 degree water in hawaii was uh it was absurd spaghetti the fancy pants you had a pool back at the pasta house i can't believe it still have a pool and i will once i fly home i'll be in that pool for many days straight holy hell good for you i didn't know we were dealing with the upper crust here hench a pool in staten island it's common there it's common there oh it is yeah um, all right, I was going to ask some other. I think I, I we we could get into ice cream flavors. Well, spaghetti's telling us to. we got to we got to wrap. Do you read oh, we do. the chat? No, I yes. didn't see this. I, that. Yeah, breaks sorry, my flow. That breaks my flow. Look how much we did. We he's did like- trying to break your flow. That's what he's trying to do. He's saying, "Hey, <laughs> boss, we got to break your flow so we can get our fucking work done." Well, there you have it, Eddie Spaghetti. A lot of good conversation. I think we've said it all in these last two shows. Um, for this week. We appreciate everybody joining in for the fun. As always, and we'll be back with our regular appointed schedule for you next Tuesday. In the meantime, make sure you're listening to everything on the Extra Points Network. Playing along with us, get in there, extrapoints.com. Like I say, you can win some nice prizes against us or playing with us in the extrapoints.com arcade. And uh, enjoy the rest of what I hope has been a luxurious and relaxing week for you. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.